Hey guys, what's up? It's HT. So welcome back for episode two of my podcast. Um, episode one, for those of you who haven't got the chance to listen yet, was basically an introduction to my introduction to javelin and the sport of track and field and how that got started in my life. So today for episode two, we're going to continue with my journey and kind of the next phase, which really began when I was 14 years old and um, I was in eighth grade and I committed to this very intense training plan. Six days a week, two hours, two to three hours every day, um, working with my father and my other coach, Yonalov, and just piecing together how to take this sport seriously. And I was just so inspired and in love. I didn't see anything that would stop me from going to the Olympics someday and just being an absolute power player in the sport. That was exactly what I wanted, and that was what I believed I could get out of the sport at that point when I was 14 years old. So that was kind of my mindset as I was going through this first year of training. Um, And one of the biggest, or the biggest influencer for me that really made me stick to this commitment and make this decision to pursue Javelin and to pursue this greatness and this like elite level in this sport of Javelin was my two training partners my very first year. Um, we had Britlin in that and Bradley. So Britlin was, I think, seven years older than me. She's, she's seven years older than me. And she had just won a national title in javelin. She had, um, been a collegiate javelin thrower through in high school. And luckily we were introduced to her by her sister, Kelly, who was training with my coach at the time. And so Britlin came in just this full commitment to her professional javelin career. So as a young 14 year old, this was absolutely incredible to me to see someone on that level doing these things that I so wanted to do and to get to see what she had to offer to the sport and to our gym and everything that she brought was just incredible. She is still one of my best friends. She still cheers me on at my meets. Um, She never, she doesn't miss anything um, for me as far as like one phone call away or any posts that I need help with or anything like that, Berlin is there for me. And that's how it's always been. As a 14 year old to have someone who was doing these amazing things, it made me want to be a part of everything that she did. Um, Yeah, she was an amazing athlete and she really showed me what it's like to be a teammate. Even I remember after every sit up set we do, she helps me up and I I still to this day always offer a hand up to my sit up partner. And in eighth grade, after I graduated from eighth grade that year, she took me to get my nails done. And I remember just thinking it was the coolest thing that we both had our nails done the same in the gym the next day. And just those little things really inspired me and showed me how much this sport could do for a person and what it could offer and provide for that individual who decided to take it to the next level. Um, yeah, she, she just always cared about me and the age difference didn't make any issue she was always so proud of me and so like encouraging to me and wanted to help me on my journey Bradley he was a two-time state champion but I saw him the year leading into his second state championship he was an athlete of my father's and so although I wasn't in in high school yet he was at the high school I would be attending later and he had our school record and so his junior year he had to get surgery on his elbow and then continuing that season of rehab was the year I got to train with him and to see the dedication and time that he put into healing his body was astounding to me even now diets have so much respect for what he did to get his 
body back in good shape and working after that surgery and through his recovery. And then he came back and after that surgery won another state title, which I just respect him and look up to him so much for that. And to see just how much sweat and blood and tears and just so much work and frustration went into healing that injury and then to see it rewarded just showed me right off the bat when I was so young that like it is worth it to put in those work that work even though it doesn't feel great at the time and there's pain and discomfort and like scariness insecurity when you're working on coming back from an injury watching him do it it showed me that it's worth it and he never would let me give up he never doubted me and just to have both of those two cheering me on absolutely incredible and and they never treated me like oh I'm coach's daughter they they treated me like a teammate and to see them and to be inspired by them was just the best oh yeah and so seeing them do that just inspired me and helped me make that decision to be on this journey. And um, it just showed me that what you give to this sport, it can give you back. If you just keep working, keep putting in your time and effort, um, amazing things will come out of it as well. So that's a huge piece for me as I'm sharing my journey through this podcast of just like, why? Why did you think that you could do good things? Why did you want to do things in Javelin? What inspired you? What you got you going? And Bradley and Britlin are a giant, giant part of that for me. Just so much realization of like, wow, like this isn't just like, this can be more than a hobby. This can be someone's pursuit and it can just bring so much joy and just teach so much discipline and hard work. And it showed me don't shy away from the hard work that it's gonna take to succeed in this sport. Um, Yeah, so moving on to kind of that same age time, I was really like just sure of myself. I just really thought that everything could go well as long as I just did the work, the workouts. And there's a video of me that's so funny to me. It's on my Instagram and I'm wearing red spikes. I think they were the 2012 Olympic model and I love those things. I wear those things five or six years. I really needed a new pair of spikes. I finally got a pair, but I love those red spikes. And I was wearing them in this video and my whole family's there. I think it must've been Easter because it was it's a video from May, 2011, nine years ago now. And my grandpa's in the background who you already know, based on my podcast, is very involved in track and field, very involved in my track and field career. My grandma's walking a lot, my great uncle's there, my sister, my dad, of course, my coach. And they're all watching me throw, it's just a practice. And there's one video where I throw and it it looks not bad, I'm not gonna lie, my technique wasn't bad back then. And um, I just collapsed at the end of the runway, which I just find so funny in retrospect because there are still times where I'll just plop down onto the runway when I'm frustrated or trying to figure something out. And so to see that, in like a young version of myself is so interesting to see how that continues to carry through when I'm frustrated. But yet, then again, I get up, go get my javelin, come back and get on the runway and just keep moving forward. Um, And so to kind of connect with this um, spot that I was in in this age before I recorded this episode, I went deep into the bounds of my Pinterest. Pinterest was my social media of choice at this age. So I went deep into my Pinterest boards to kind of see like this May 2011 time period, how I was feeling. And some of the quotes that I found were, you and your opponent want the same thing. The only thing that matters is who works hardest for it. That's by unknown. And so I just thought that was pretty self-reflecting for like where I was at um, when I was about 14 years old, watching Brit and Brad do these amazing things, wanting so badly to be a part of it, seeing what it could do for my family and all that. And just like 
knowing that there's other people who want the same thing that I want, but like there's opportunity to get ahead and there's opportunity to succeed and there's opportunity to work with amazing people in the sport. And something that everyone would tell to me back then was, no one your age is doing this. No one your age is working like this. This is so cool that you get to do this. And I agree. I think that that was an awesome opportunity. But at the same time, I believe that hearing that all the time gave me a false sense of confidence because I was like, oh, I'm just doing it, right? Like I'm doing the work, so it's gonna produce the results. And over the course of my journey, I've really learned that that's not the case, that just doing the work is not enough. There's so many other battles and things that need to happen in order to succeed on the runway. And as this podcast continues, I hope to talk about that more and just go into more depth, like within each part of my journey where I learned this. So at this age, eighth grade, 14 years old, started this training program, I would say that I was under the conception that if I did the hard work, I would be successful. If I clocked the hours, I would be successful, which we'll learn later, not so much the case. It's not just clocking those hours in the gym. There's a lot more that I needed to put into it. So that was pretty interesting for me to consider that that's where I was at back then. And then another quote that I found deep on my Pinterest with not with by unknown is, You don't inspire your teammates by showing them how amazing you are. You inspire them by showing them how amazing they are. So not just being like, oh, I'm so amazing. Oh, I can do this. So you can do this. But saying, hey, Riley, like you got this on the rep or you got this next set on the platform or taking the time to get my nails done. So I feel good and excited to wrap them around the bar the next day and feel secure and matching in our teammate and friendship, those kind of things. And Britt and Brad did such a good job of that for me. And I'm so grateful for what they had to offer because they never stopped believing and they made believing in me and they never doubted who I could be and what I could be. And they were always excited for this young, budding, promising javelin thrower who just wanted to follow them around everywhere and do what they did. And so those are two quotes I really just like embody kind of where I was at at this point and like, that was a big tipping point, starting to train like that. I There was a lot of late nights or nights I couldn't hang out. Shout out to my friend Emily who waited for so long for me to come over for sleepovers because I had practice until the evening. So I couldn't hang out right after school because I had to go home and do my homework and then go to practice. Um, and just so much time was spent in the gym. And that was kind of the big factor of like, yes, this is what I want. This is so exciting. This is new. This is fresh. And so, yeah, that's where I was at, uh, at year 14. Thank you for listening. Um, If you're looking for next steps to keep following my journey, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can throw in a rating. You can write a review. um, Just kind of keep up with what's going on in my podcast as I continue to move forward into 15, 16 state championships, qualifiers, nationals, what that kind of looked like in my next few episodes. So yeah, this is episode two from Healthy Thrower. You can follow me on Instagram at healthy underscore thrower if you want to check out that red spike video and kind of see what's going on on there. And yeah, just thank you for listening. I'm excited to be able to be on this journey of self-reflection and just kind of looking back at what's gotten me to this point that I'm proud of and excited about. So yeah, thank you.